Thank you all for tuning in to the 242nd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app or platform you are listening to me via. Being recorded from Buffalo, New York, going to have Silas Garrison on the show. It's been a while since we've had Silas on, a couple weeks, three, four weeks, I think, but uh, we're going to bring Silas back, the return of Silas. Silas has been begging me every time he comes on the show, he's like, Daryl, come on, man. He's like, you know, I played football at Allegheny. He's like, he's like, he used to bring me on to talk football all the time. He's like, football all the time. He's like, now you just bring me in to talk basketball on LeBron and the Lakers. And I'm like, okay, Silas. And Silas has been talking nonstop about the Bills, so we're going to dive into that. And uh, probably we'll get to some other NFL stuff as well. And I know, because I know people love it when Silas talks about LeBron and the Lakers. We'll definitely get his opinion on that and some NBA topics as well. But before we get to that, I just want to remind everybody, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, subscribe. Follow on all your podcasting platforms. Also share on social media with your friends and your family. Word of mouth. Keep this thing going. If you know people that like they're really into the NBA, they're really into the NFL, college football, that type of content, then this is definitely the place. This is definitely the podcast for them. Uh, as we continue to grow this thing, I appreciate everybody. And also, like I said, five-star review on iTunes and Apple and if for some odd reason you don't like the podcast, like I always say this, t- t- take a book from what mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Also on the agenda for the Friday podcast, we are going to have Ben Karen on host of Sports Wilder podcast, and we are going to preview the last week of the NFL season and also preview the college football games, the semis. Alabama versus Notre Dame, Clemson versus Ohio State. What does Ben Karen think? We also haven't had Ben on the podcast to talk about the fact that AM missed uh, the college football playoffs. So I'll definitely talk to Ben about that as well on the pod. Now, I hope everybody enjoys this. And coming up next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to get to Silas. With Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, the man, the myth, the legend. He's making moves. He's in Chicago. He's he's, he's making moves, but he's not seen. They call him Prince. Silas Garrison. How you doing, Silas? Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Let's get into it. So, Silas. Yeah. Buffalo Bills. You've been asking me to talk about football, and I was just explaining this. So, every time you come on the pod and we talk basketball, you're always like, come on, Daryl. He's like, why don't we talk a little football? So I'm going to let you have at it, Silas. And we've talked about this off the air just personally a lot. The Bills. 38-9, smackdown, beat down, undressing, just took their manhood, the New England Patriots, on national TV, Monday Night Football, at 8.15 p.m., I think, to be exact. Well, how rewarding was that for you? Because I know you were cutting up on Snapchat, Silas. Yeah, I mean, it was, 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 it was
I was cutting up, absolutely. Um, you say that the Bills took the Patriots' manhood. I would question that by saying that the Patriots ever really have true manhood. <laughs> um, I would question if they can call themselves men after that Monday night beatdown. I would question if Bill Belichick still wants to go home to his wife or if she even wants him to come home at all. <laughs> I want to be clear. <laughs> so disrespectful. I want to be clear, Daryl. I want to be clear. The king's home. <laughs> Buffalo's back on the mantle. And it ain't going anywhere anytime soon. That's all I got to say, Daryl. I don't got nothing else to say on that. The Patriots, look, we are what you call playoff contenders, right? We are what you call Super Bowl contenders. So, um, as a result, we do not um, degrade ourselves to talk about peasants such as the New England Patriots. Has fans such as the New England Patriots, right? I, I would, I would, I'm going to go a step further. I would compare the New England Patriots this year to Orthol James Simpson. O.J. Simpson. A man who had his glory days, who made some mistakes, and then as a result now has lost his career. He's a washed up form of what he used to be. That's what the New England Patriots are. They're a team that had their glory days. They ran the AFC East. They had a man named Tom Brady who will go down as the GOAT, but now he's on to better things. And now the New England Patriots are has-beens. They're at a crossroad, Daryl, between themselves and a mirror that's in between them. Looking back at them, they see disappointment, failures. They look at Tom Brady, they recognize that he's doing better. So are the Bills. Everybody's doing better. The, the world is a better place that the New England Patriots are no longer the superior team in the NFL. And now they have become, just like O.J. Simpson, a former wash of what they used to be. Oh, it is a great time to be in Buffalo. Silas is... <laughs> dark, yeah, I know. So, the Patriots, and it's actually quite sad as I'm looking at this right now. So, the quarterback play is just atrocious for New England. Uh, and there's no way there's no way to put it as I'm looking. Okay, lo- so I, I resent that. I do. All right, I'll joke. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I really do resent And I'm, ta- I'm not just talking about think- Cam. I'm talking about Jared Stidham. Because Jared Stidham is booty. But we know what Jared Stidham is. I feel like, and honest, honestly, the way we have disrespected Cam Newton this year, I think, is beyond the pale. Cam Newton came into an impossible situation. He is throwing to high school wide receivers right now in the NFL. Okay? He has absolutely no one. I have seen zero productivity out of the tight end position. And the defense, half of the defense either got traded or didn't even show up this year. Bill Belichick has literally surrounded no one around Tom Brady. And here's the thing that nobody paid attention to. The reason why this whole mystique of the New England Patriots was able to work was because Tom Brady was always willing to take pay cuts. And so as a result, when people would come in to play for the New England Patriots, they would always take pay cuts. That's why they have so much They have us. Uh, such a large salary because they always had a player in Tom Brady who was considered the greatest of all time taking pay cuts. So in other words, if he's going to take a pay cut, why wouldn't anybody else do it? Of course, the majority of the people are going to do that because nobody else uh, can argue with the fact that Tom Brady's the goat and that he's taking one. Well, here's what happens. When he leaves, what else do you got? Nobody else wants to take a pay cut. And let's be very clear. 
Stephon Gilmore did not take any pay cuts. <laughs> he brought the bank home. So a lot of the defensive uh, money is stored in one Stephon Gilmore. Hence why they tried to trade him. But who really wants to trade for a contract like that for one player? There's not many bidders. Otherwise, they would have traded him, especially if they would have gotten picks. So I think they had a very hard time trading Gilmore. I think to go back to your point, though, I think <clears throat> Cam Newton has came into an absolutely incomparable position. I, I, Out of, he has no running game whatsoever. The offensive line is trash. The wide receivers are literally from Dorchester. It is very difficult to come into that type of position and play. And I don't even think Cam wants to be in that position. I just don't think anybody really wants to give him a chance after what had transpired in Carolina. But Silas, he's been bad. He... He, but anybody would be bad in that position. But Silas, let me go back. This this is basically the same offense from last year. Tom Brady was in the same offense, and, and and we can talk about Brady how good he is. But they were they weren't this bad. Like they they were at least competent to do like. No, they weren't. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. And I, I know it's your show, Daryl. I don't mean to cut you off and be disrespectful. But if you recall, their defense was number one in the league last year. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I will compare it to Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley was a USC quarterback. Matt Barkley came very close to leading the league, uh, especially in the NCAA, in uh, interceptions. But nobody cared, and he still and he still went very high. You want to know why? Because they had the number one defense. You know who else had the number one defense uh, at USC when they had Brady Quinn? How did Brady Quinn do in the NFL? Not good. How good did did did, did uh what's his name? What's his name that went to the Jets? Mark Sanchez, USC quarterback, didn't do well. They always had the number one defense. The exact same thing with Tom Brady. This notion you haven't created this. I understand this, but this notion that defense doesn't win championships anymore is an absolute lie. At the end of the day, it comes down to stops. And Tom Brady had literally the best defense in the league last year. Tom Brady probably had his worst year last year since he came in the NFL. Tom Brady's worst year is way better than this year by Cam. Tom Brady's last year is way better than this year by Cam. Cam has, Silas, Cam has. No, no, of course. No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But look at it like this. Look at this metric. If you take Tom Brady's career on a graph and you saw last year, you would say that that was horrible. If you saw Cam Newton's graph, you would never compare him to Tom Brady, even in his worst year or his best year. Minus the minus the MVP year, you want to compare them. So if you give me Cam Newton with a team like this, who hasn't been in the system, Tom Brady's been in the system for 20 years. Cam Newton's been in the system for a year. He's coming off a of surgery. He's playing with kids from Dorchester. Of course, he wasn't going to do good. And I question and I submit to you that if you can find any quarterback minus Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes that could do this well in this system, then you got me. But I can't name other than that. I can't name three other people. Cam, Silas Cam Newton has five touchdowns. Ten interceptions and fifteen games of play. That's bad. And there's been a lot of bad offenses. There has been a lot of bad offenses. That is bad. That that's remedial. No, his rushing. His rushing has been good. His rushing has been good. I think he has. I'm I'm thinking off the top of my head, he has seven. His rushing has been. I'm just talking about him throwing the football and them passing it and and them passing it. it. It's been awful. It has been awful. None of these wide receivers are going to be in the league next year. That's how bad they are. Silas. They're not going to be in the league with the Jets either. They're not going to be in the league with the Jets either. Sam Donald is playing better than this. Like, this is crazy. And the Jets have no talent. Look at the Jaguars. The Jets have Robbie Anderson. The Jaguars. The Jaguars. I can't say anything about the Jaguars. See, I'm just... Silas, Silas. 
if we were to look up Gardner Minshew, I guarantee like Cam Newton is, and, and I don't want to take anything. Okay. I, I'm not going to try to crucify. I hear you. Go, Silas. Say what you're going to say. Yeah, I, I hear you, Daryl. I will say this: it is a miracle that they've even won six games. Seriously, like I had them going because you remember I had them going. <laughs> I had them winning like four games in the beginning of the year. And you thought they were going to do something with Cam. You said that. I did. I was so, wrong. Like, let's be clear. I, 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 I saw the writing on the wall. But you just can't blame Cam. Like, as if Cam was here, they would have won more games. Half of those games, the only reason why they won was because Cam was there. And his rushing ability, not his passing ability, we all know it's horrible. But his rushing ability, I think Cam will be in the league next year. Can you say the same thing for the running backs? I think Sony Michelle. I, I think Sony Michelle and a couple of them are okay. But here's what I am going to say. So I'm, I'm just going to read this to you. Cam Newton has, and this is a guy, he's a former MVP. Five touchdowns, ten interceptions. Now I'm going to show you Gardner Minshew. I'm going to show you Gardner Minshew. Sixteen touchdowns, five interceptions. You know, okay, that's inclusive. That's 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 not that's irrelevant because uh, the Jaguars are a run pass offense first and. The Patriots have been running it. That's all they do. All the people do is put all the. That's my point. So you can't. So you can't say that Cam's playing this terrible passing the ball because they really don't pass the ball. But he's throwing ten picks. They run it. They run it over eighty percent of the time. Why is he throwing more interceptions though, running it less than Gardner Minshew? Because he's a because he can't throw that well right now. <laughs> that's what I, I already said that. Silent. You silent, silent, silent. Here's what it's come to the game. Are we saying that Gardner Minch is a better thrower than Cam Newton? That's not good. Okay, no, 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 that's not fair. That's not <laughs> I, I know, and that's not completely fair. But what I'm saying is, in terms of their passing offense, their rushing offense is completely different. The, the rushing offense is completely different. But in terms of their passing offense, Cam is part of the problem too. Can't like let's not like absolve Cam from their passing offense. I know, but it's just bad. You, did, you started the conversation with Cam. He's like Cam hasn't been playing good. Okay, I get it. It starts with the quarterback, but you just stayed he's been benched Cam. for Jared Stidham. You're not playing good if you're getting benched for Jared Stidham. He hasn't been benched. They're trying to see what they have in Jared Stidham. When your team have nothing, Silas. Have nothing. Oh, okay, Silas. When your coach has to say, "Hey, how about you take a break? Let's see what this guy has," and this guy is crap. That's not good. That doesn't speak well on you. You don't take people like. If Cam Newton was playing well, they wouldn't take I, him out I, the game. I if, know this. I know this. Okay, Daryl. If you're asking me, is Cam Newton been good? No. If you ask me, is the, would the Patriots be better if they had another quarterback though with this roster? No. If you had a middle-of-the-world quarterback, you were probably going to get middle-of-the-world results. I think Cam Newton has given you middle-of-the-world results. Seven touchdowns, rushing the ball, five touchdowns through the air. <laughs> Not to mention all of his rushing yards. Yeah, I would think that's what Cam was going to give me. What did you think he was going to give you? MVP Cam? I thought, I, I was thinking Cam more. Cam is what I thought he was. S- Silas. Cam is what I thought he was, Daryl. Oh, you thought he was 5-10? and 10? Oh, <laughs> So no, I thought he was no, I no, no. If you recall, I thought he was, I thought he was four to twelve. Yeah, <laughs> I, well. I thought he was going to go four. Well, five, five, and ten is very different from four and twelve. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, as in the way how easy it is now these days to pass the ball in the NFL. I'm just saying that's an indictment, and and it's not just Cam too, and it's not just the players. I think you also have to look at the coaching, what they're doing on their offense, like their no, offense. So you is, just want him to throw to high school kids. No, I can make the New England Patriots. Let's not, Silas. That's disrespectful. And and his guys. That is disrespectful. They deserve to be disrespected. They're barely a football team. 
And actually, I will tell you this. I don't think actually New England is quite as bad as everybody thinks they are. They, they've had a, they've had a lot of close games. Their their offense is just bad. Like their defense has been very solid. They still have one of the better the best secondaries in the NFL. Quietly, quietly, they still have one of the best secondaries in the NFL with with, with the McCourty brothers, J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore throughout the whole year. And their their defense has not necessarily been the issue. It, it's been the fact that their their passing offense is just so bad. Like like, like, like it just, you can't do like and you can't win in the NFL with with, with that type of passing attack. You 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 can't. You can't. It hurts your deep. Like, like you can't. I agree. You, yeah. yeah, I agree. You're 100% right about that. So, with, with this, what is going to happen with Cam and the Patriots next year? Do you think Cam... Where could you see Cam going? Do you think Cam will stay? Because they can't run Cam and Jared Stidham back. That That's not happening in New England. Well, I don't think they're going to run Stidham back, but I don't think... I think Stidham's just going to get released. I don't know if Stidham's even going to be... I don't believe Stidham's going to be in the league next year. Um, Silas, I think Cam's going to be in the league. Cam can obviously be a backup quarterback. The problem is, and nobody recognizes this, is that when we make an argument about Cam, it's 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 almost sacrilegious to make an argument that he could be a backup quarterback. But the problem is, um, I'll give you an example of Carmelo Anthony. It's hard to look at Carmelo at the end of the bench and be like, how can I not put this Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, in the game? Right? It's hard to make, like, who wants that burden on them? Even if he's not giving them that burden, every day the press is going to be like, hey, do you want to put Carmelo in, or do you think we should put Carmelo in? And it's like, no, he's not the same player, but at the same time, how do you disrespect a future MB, a Hall of Famer? It's the same thing that you have with Cam Newton. How, yeah, he could easily be a backup in this league, but the problem is, and the burden that comes on a lot of these uh, MVPs, uh, runner-up MVPs, these players who have had really good careers, is that when they want to extend their career and be a backup, it's like, how can I look down at the bench and not put him in? Yeah, he's not who he used to be, but at the same time, he has garnered some respect in this league. Now, I believe, to answer your question, Cam is going to be back. I do believe he's going to be back. So he'll be with the Patriots? Huh? Oh, do you think he's going to be back in the league? I'm saying, do you, but do you think he's going to be back with the Patriots? I, so, uh, uh, so I, uh, I think he is. I think he's going to be back with the Patriots. Um, As QB1? I do not know if he'll be starting, though, huh? And will he be QB1? Uh, I will say this. If they do bring him back, if they do bring him back, he will be starting. So I want to go back to the Bills really quickly. So Josh Allen, this is what he did against the Patriots. He was 27 for 35. Nine yards per pass, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. I think he had over 100 quarterback rating, almost like a, like an 85 or something QB QBR. Absolutely stellar performance. We've discussed this before too, Silas. Where does Josh rank for you in the NFL in terms of QB? Play? Quick question before I answer that: How many yards did he throw for? Three. I'm going to have to look that up too, Silas. Silas. Okay. Now, um, this might be, he, he might be AFC Player of the Week again. That would be like four times he's been AFC Player of the Week this week, or this year. That's crazy. Um, where do I, is he an elite quarterback? I mean, he's the number three, he's number three in MVP voting. And he's been able to put this um, performance on, this type of performance, uh, excuse me, uh, oh, 322 passing yards. How many? 322. I was going to say 300. Yeah. 
And he did that in three quarters because remember he didn't play the fourth quarter. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about four touchdowns, three hundred and something yards, close. Uh, you know, uh, a little bit. You know, he's at the top half of three hundred yards. I don't know, Daryl. I mean, I think he should. I honestly think he's had about as good as a season as anybody can ask for. Um, you know, I will say this: in the beginning of the year, I thought they were going to pass. Or I thought they were going to run the ball a little bit more. I thought they were going to run the ball to set up the pass. And they've quite literally done the opposite. I will admit, I need to take back every negative thing I said about Josh Allen. I said a lot of incriminating things on my part. <laughs> I incriminated myself a lot on that topic uh, in the past, and I hope if Josh Allen ever hears this podcast, he recognizes that um, so I'm deeply sorry, and he has my most humble regards. So, so he I, is an elite quarterback. He is easily a top-five quarterback in the league. I called Josh Allen a scrub when the Bills drafted him. Uh, and I apologize to you too, Josh. I was wrong. You proved me wrong. And you, yeah, you're you proved not a... me wrong for sure. <laughs> and um, I'm happy about it. I, <laughs> I was wrong. Say, I'm happy you proved me wrong. We need to get, if there's anybody who needs a contract extension, it is that man, Josh Allen. He deserves the contract extension. Now, I will say, he puts his body in harm's way, and I do not want to end up in a Cam Newton situation. Okay, where we commit to a person long term and then he gets hurt. I think Josh Allen has a window of, of maybe not this height, but something very similar to it for the next five to six years. So well, I think the Buffalo Bills have a legitimate window to win a championship. So with Josh, so if we're going to say Mahomes won, let's say two Rodgers, three Russell Wilson, we, we, we've had this conversation. Uh, Deshaun Watson, four. Is Josh Allen at five? Like before, because before uh, you would tell me that you thought Kyler was better. Can we say Josh Allen is better than Kyler Murray? Josh Allen is in fact better than Kyler Murray. I, I will say, but I will say, it, it, I needed more evidence because up until this point, they were playing pretty much the same. Last year, Kyler Murray did play better in his rookie year than Josh Allen did. And, and up until the time when, let's see, up until the, the Hail Mary game with the Arizona Cardinals, when he lost to Kyler Murray, I'm sorry. Man, Kyler Murray was actually ahead of MVP talks. So I had a reason to say Kyler was better, but in these past couple of weeks, it has not been close. Kyler Murray has fell off a cliff compared to Aaron, to, to, to Josh Allen, and I would say Josh Allen, as of right now, is the better quarterback. I would say that Josh Allen, top five quarterback in the league, for sure. Now, in terms of the contract extension, I do really quick want to get to this. There's some debate that you should wait because... Uh, number one, like we see what happened with Carson Wentz and the Eagles. They gave him the contract extension. They kind of had to bottom out the roster after they won the Super Bowl, right? And Carson Wentz has regressed since that MVP year or a near MVP level year he had, where I think he finished second in the voting to Tom Brady. Is there any? Should there be any concern with the Bills and say he had this really one amazing year? Let's see what he does next year. So, so, so here's the reason why I'm going to say no, and this is not recency bias. Um, Carson Wentz had this season, but he was coming off of a torn ACL. <laughs> Right, and the fact that you uh, won a Super Bowl, right, with a man who was solid in Nick Foles, uh, but I, I think most people would agree is not a world beater. And turns Josh, out, it turns and, out Carson Wentz isn't one either. <laughs> and, and it turns out Carson Wentz isn't one either. Exactly, Carson Wentz, and I've always said this: had he had never torn his ACL. I think he would have been able to be probably eh, top top five, top ten quarterback. Maybe maybe top seven. I'll give him top seven quarterback. Man tore his ACL. 
And like I try to tell people all the time, not everybody. Some people do the medicine's great, rehab is great, the trainers are amazing. Not everybody comes from, back from that injury the same. Carson Wentz has never been the same since a torn ACL. And there are plenty of people that we could say are just like Carson Wentz who tear their ACL and they're never the same again. That could be about how you condition yourself. That could be how serious you take your rehab. That could be genetic. Whatever it is, he is not the same that he has been since that injury. So if you're asking me to compare Josh Allen to Carson Wentz's situation, it's not fair. Josh Allen has never had a catastrophic injury the likes of what Carson Wentz had. There is no way I'm paying somebody if they get an injury like that. A perfect example, look at Dak Prescott. Same division as Carson Wentz. Why in the world would they pay Dak Prescott, what he's asking for, when this man looked like his foot was going to come off, right? This is real. I don't. I hate to say it like this, but but, but you know, these are. This is inclusive evidence that is a bad idea to decide long term. Josh Allen has been completely healthy. Josh Allen has been in this system now for three years, getting ready to go on four years. I think you sign with. I think you sign with what he's asking for right now because the longer you don't, the higher that price tag is going to go up. You break even what you got right now. The bottom line is you know you're going to have to sign him. And even if he gets hurt, you know you're probably going to want to sign a guy like Josh Allen anyway. You break bread. You get the deal done. You sign on the dotted line. You keep on surrounding him with pieces to go out and compete for championships. When you say competing for championships, right? Also, by the way, he passed uh, Jim Kelly, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Most passing touchdowns in a year. That's really awesome. And Jim Kelly was kind of like, yeah, I'm happy. It means we're winning the fact that he did that. I don't give a f about my record. So I love that coming from Jim. So, Silas, Buffalo Bills, we are probably going to be the two seed in the AFC. I think Pittsburgh still has a chance maybe to usurp us, but it doesn't matter either the two or three. Uh, obviously, we know how you feel about the Steelers. Uh, you can tell everybody if they don't know. Well, what do you think of Pittsburgh? Um, the, so, <laughs> it's funny. Um, I, I said uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were frauds. Um, I said that they were a high school, they were a high school football team to, uh, disguising as NFL players. Um, I said that they have one of the best coaches, uh, but Ben Roethlisberger has not been the same, nor have I ever thought he was, and I thought in spite of of uh, the offense, their defense was playing great. This is exactly what has came to pass. I said that the defense was amazing. I said my Tomlin was my excuse me, my Tomlin was good. I never thought, nor did I ever have any belief whatsoever in the Steelers' offense. I had no reason to believe it whatsoever. They have no run game, no pass game whatsoever. And if you cannot run the ball, it is impossible to set up the pass. Juju Smith-Suster needs to stop dancing. <laughs> what would you have done if somebody did that to you, Silas? that man in the ER. <laughs> Silas, what would you have done if somebody was dancing uh, <laughs> in the middle of the field? And warm? Juju Smith-Suster was dancing on my logo, I would implant him. He would be the logo now. I would implant his body on that logo, man. And, it would look like a crime scene. And just so Silas, and just so people know, Silas played defense. Uh, if you saw somebody in the Lancaster-Depew rivalry and they were dancing on the Depew logo. Daryl, it would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the game. I just want to fight at that point. That is so disrespectful. It's so reprehensible. It's, 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 it, 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 you know, the problem is Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't even proven himself yet. Do you know since A.B.? Antonio Brown has left. He has not had over a 100-yard game. And he's an elite receiver. You're an elite receiver, but the, but when you're drawing double teams, you can't even get over 100 yards. No. You're, you're, you're barely a number one, if you are a number one at all. 
And honestly, after this year, I think it's conclusive evidence that he was always a number two disguising as a number one. And nothing's wrong with being a number two, by the way. No, nothing's wrong with no, being no, a number two. No, not at all, not at all. But, but, there's, but as you say, there's levels to this. No, no, there is. There, there is. It's the difference between the, the men and the boys, the A's, B's, C's, and D's. A's, exactly, B's, a, a, you can pass with an A, B, C, and D, but there are levels to a D and an A. <laughs> so what do you think, Daryl? Do you think we should, uh, do you think we should bench our, our starters uh, in, in weeks in week 16, week 17? Yeah, it's really interesting. So Pittsburgh is kind of doing what, what you've said before that maybe we should do. If they're going to play the Browns. They have a chance, like how we have a chance to knock out, how we have a chance to knock out Miami. Pittsburgh could have uh-huh. had a chance to knock out Cleveland out of the playoffs potentially, but they're just waving the red flag. Mike Tomlin isn't going to play Ben Roethlisberger. I personally, I'm in favor of us playing a half, maybe a quarter, just to keep it going a little bit. Uh, I have a feeling that they're not going to play. I think Sean McDermott's going to shut it down. He's going to be like, okay, let's get ready for Wild Card Weekend. Because also, to be perfectly honest, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for seeding. Because obviously the Steelers don't care about the two or the three. I don't think, do the Bills care that much about the two or the three? Does it make a difference if they theoretically do play each other in the second round of the playoffs? Who's at home? Who's at not? I mean, their fans even... uh, I don't think fans are going to be allowed, and so does it matter to these two teams? Because either way, I will say the Steelers actually will have uh, fans. Um, If you recall, when we played them, uh, they they did have, or no, that was here. Yes, it was Buffalo. Yeah, no, no, we did, and we did have fans here. Um, But they, but I do believe the Steelers do have fans. But but here's the point. Um, Regardless. Not enough to make a difference in a game. I mean, the crowd. It really doesn't make a difference. No, it's not like there's like. 85,000 people, you know, screaming at you. Uh, we're obviously playing football at a different time this year. And, and the uh, flight so between no. Pittsburgh and Buffalo is, is non-existent anyway, so it, it really doesn't matter yeah. to travel either. Yeah, right, exactly. We're literally talking about a 45-minute plane ride, four-hour drive. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, and even if it was a big deal, I don't know if it would be like the one or like the two or the three. I don't know if that's enough for me to risk getting someone hurt. I mean, look... Uh, Cole Beasley is week to week. Uh, I just read that. Um, he ended up getting uh, something messed up with his leg. So now he is, in fact, week to week. So, I mean, at this point, let's just cut our losses. John Brown, um, he's on the COVID list. Cole Beasley is week to week. Let's just let's just pack it in. If we're the three, if we lose, because, in other words, here's my point. If we lose because we had to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers and we could have beat them there, that's okay. But I, I highly doubt we're not going to, if, if we win or lose, it's going to be because we were home or away. I don't think that's the issue, not, at least not this year. So, Silas, you, you've told me this. I just want you to tell everybody this. So, Silas, you have been working. You, you worked for Christmas, I think, and Christmas Eve. You worked for Thanksgiving. You've been working with all these holidays. You said you're working for New Year's. Uh, but you're not going to work for the, the playoffs. Just explain to everybody why. Yeah, I, I, I had a conversation with my boss. I said I was going to work absolutely every day. I do. Uh, I run financial audits um, uh, for uh, the Double Tree Hotel, and I had told my boss that I would work any time from now until Wild Card Weekend that she wants me to. But as soon as the playoffs start, I would need Sundays and Saturdays off, um, primarily because. Uh, I mean, this is a special time to be in Buffalo. Uh, you have our crowds going crazy. Bill's Mafia is in full effect. Um, so as a result, I told her I need to be out there with my Mafia, considering that I am the leader of the Bill's Mafia. I must be out there with my homies. Uh, and she absolutely obliged. So um, as soon as Wild Card Weekend 
comes here, you already know what time it is, Daryl. You know, nobody turns up like Cy does. Okay. So you're obviously not worried about Pittsburgh. I don't think you're worried about anybody we might face in the wild card weekend. Kansas City's the end game. That's the end game. We're going to be on the road at Arrowhead Stadium. How do we get it done? Because we know Kansas City's for real. Just just forecast a little bit. Just forecast a little bit. Really quick, really quick before I go to Kansas City. So who do you think is going to be the odd man out uh, in the AFC? Do you think the... uh, Do you think... Do you think the Colts don't make it? Do you think the Browns don't make it? I think I think probably the Bill. I think I think the Dolphins and Browns are probably going to both win and be in because I don't think the Bills and the Steelers are going to give much effort to either game. Uh, so I think the Dolphins. So it comes down to Tennessee or the Colts. I think right? Tennessee. I think Tennessee. I think it could be the Colts. And then the Ravens, too. The Ravens could miss it. I think the Ravens are going to make it, too. I, I think it could be the Colts, which is going to be sad because you're going to have a 10-win team out, which is going to be really sad for that fan base. Because, really, if you have 10 wins in the NFL, you should make the playoffs. Yeah, typically, if you, if you, if you got, 10, if you got 10, 10 wins, that's good enough to get you in. Um, yeah, man, it, it's it's been a tough uh, it's been a tough season, man. There, there were a lot of good football teams this year. Uh, I think the Ravens, uh, you're right, I do think they're going to get in. What's the scenario there? they got to just win one game and get in. Yeah, I think the way it works right the way it works right now, Indianapolis has the lowest tiebreaker. So if they all were to win theoretically, Indianapolis is out. But obviously that's probably not gonna happen. There's gonna be some people who win, some people who lose. So basically the Colts need to win and then somebody needs to lose and then they'll get Yes. But I mean there's gonna be like five other teams that need to lose, so that's a high probability. I, I doubt <laughs> the chances that the Browns like all those teams win. Because the only teams that have def- definitely clinched in the AFC are the Steelers, Chiefs, and the Bills. After that, four through seven is is open. Four through yeah, eight. So somebody, somebody's not getting in. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's not getting in. Yeah. Somebody's going to have a 10-6 and six or a 9-7. and seven. No, yeah, somebody's going to have a 10-6 record and not yeah, get in. Yeah, guaranteed. 10-1 team is going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, a 10-1 team is going is to miss the playoffs. Man, that's tough. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> the Washington football team <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the Dallas Cowboys are going to get in, and they and, should be picking uh, pretty high up in the draft this year. And, and have a home field game, by the way. Oh man, that is that's 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 just a buzzkill. And, and in Dallas, I don't know if you've been to Dallas. Dallas has like fifty thousand people in their in their in their stadium right now. It's like they just had COVID. Who? Oh yeah, they don't did care you, at all. Yeah, yeah, nah, with no masks, all got the cheerleaders with the bomb bombs. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry's like, we gotta make some money. Jerry's like, stop playing, stop, stop playing. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry's like, COVID broke. Jerry's like, COVID broke. Not COVID nineteen. Jerry's like, COVID broke. To answer your question, cause, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know who's going to. Um, I don't know who's going to make it. Who's not going to make it? I know that obviously the Dolphins are going to make it uh, because we're probably going to sit. Um, even though I, I I do want them to make it, I just want to get. I just I want to figure out a way where we can face the Dolphins first, as 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 being the Buffalo Bills. Um, I really do want to avoid the Browns at all costs. Uh, I do not like our shot with that, just because they run the ball so well and the Bills have a very difficult time stopping the run. I would say the exact same thing with the Tennessee Titans, even though um, I think the Browns have a better rushing game just because they have two uh, in, in Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb. Um, I, I'm not as scared for Derek. I'm not as scared of Derek, or excuse me, I'm not as scared of Derek Henry as I am of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, but those are the two that I don't like the most. I actually like our chances against Kansas City. Uh, I don't like our chances as much against those two teams. I think we are, I 
think we have a quarterback that's not scared of uh, Pat Mahomes at all. I think we can run the ball well enough to, to, to stay ahead of the chance and move some clock. Um, I do not like the Kansas City uh, defense, and I would say that the Bills for the past seven weeks have been playing a lot hard, uh, a lot uh, hotter than the um, Kansas City Chiefs. If you recall, they almost lost the game to Atlanta. Uh, the Falcons to Atlanta, right? And, they, and they've been in a, in a couple close ball games. Now, I'm not the type of person who goes on the spread. I don't think that that's the best way to determine. Uh, well, they're going to be indicate how good a football team is. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm going to say, you know, all, for all these close games, they win every time. They, they won 14 games. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly, and. Uh, I would just say that the Bills have been facing stiffer competition and we've been taking care of them pretty decisively. Not only have we been beating the spread, but a lot of games where we weren't favored, we took them. I think the most disrespectful thing I ever heard, ever, was that San Francisco on Monday Night Football was like five and a half point favorites. That was wild. And, and that was so bad, I hope people went bankrupt on betting on, on San Francisco. Because the Buffalo Bills are far and away a better football team than, than uh, the San Francisco 49ers. But yeah, um, I would definitely say that while I think Kansas is going to be a very difficult battle, I do think we have a chance that it's not because I am from Buffalo, because I already said I could see us losing to the Browns and the Titans. I just think matchup-wise, we do match up a little bit better with Kansas City, maybe that, you know, in comparison to some other football teams. So Silas, here's what I, you're very big on respect, right Silas? Very big on respect. Okay, yeah. so this is what I'm going to do. We're going to play a little game. So I'm going to give you every team in the NFL and just tell me if you respect them or not and just just give a brief reason why, okay? Okay. So let's start with this. Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, they're respected. They have a solid quarterback, um, and they built from the ground up. I think they're going to be a solid football team to go forward in the future. Falcons. The Falcons are absolutely not respected whatsoever. Uh, look at the record. Look how they've been playing. Um, they, <laughs> if you recall, when they missed that onside kick, I believe it was to the Cowboys. Yes. Or whoever that was to, I lost all my respect for them. Not just as football players, but as men. Carolina Panthers. Um, I don't respect them because I do not fear them. Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are respected, uh, but they are not feared uh, only from the perspective that I think if I'm comparing them to the Buffalo Bills, I think we would walk them. Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys should not be respected by anybody. It is an absolute abomination, the fact that they can call themselves America's team. They are fur- they are the furthest thing away from what a playoff team should look like. Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, um, they're they're respected. Um, I do I do have respect uh, for for Matt Stafford. I do have respect uh, for what the organization's been able to do. Uh, I just don't think that they're where they need to be right now to win a couple ball games that will actually make them contenders for the playoffs. But because I think they're going to be in the playoffs next year is why I respect them. The Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay. The, the Green Bay Packers have all of my respect. Aaron Rodgers is um, probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the history of the game. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, Adams, 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 Adams. Devontae uh, Adams. Wide receiver. And Devontae Adams, right. Devontae Adams is 
is, is a very good receiver, number 17. Um, they have some other guys over there that's playing really well. I love the way that they run the football as well. Uh, their defense is a little bit uh, suspect at times, I believe, but, I mean, it's hard to be that great when, when your offense just goes down and scores on people. Jair Alexander is one of my favorite corners in the league. They are highly respected, and they should be favored going into the playoffs. And they just run through teams. Look what they did at Tennessee. They just run just, through these teams. Stomp on them. They stomp on them. Los Angeles Rams. They're respected. They're respected. They almost gave us uh, an L up here at Buffalo. Um, they're they're respected. Minnesota Vikings. Respected. I have I have respect for Minnesota. Um, not as a playoff team. I have respect for them uh, in their ability to run the football. Give me something that I can sink my teeth into. That's the first thing that I look forward to. Uh, if I'm talking about respecting a football team, they run the ball very well with Dalvin Cook. I believe Dalvin Cook is easily a top five running back in this league, and I think that they can build around him. Um, first Cousins is not that good, though. I think they need to get another quarterback. But other than that, I do respect them. New Orleans Saints. Uh, yeah, I respect them. Drew Brees, uh, despite his racial epithets, um, I believe uh, is a very solid quarterback. Um, Sean Payton's uh, probably one of my favorite quarterback, my favorite uh, head coaches in the league. Um, I really like their offense. Alvin Kamara is my favorite running back in the league. So yes, they are highly res- uh, favored and respected, um, especially over here. New York Football Giants. Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts is respected. I know that. <laughs> I was big on Jalen Hurts. You know this, Daryl. I said Jalen Hurts was going to be very good. Yes, I respect the Philadelphia Jalen Hurts Eagles. So with Carson Wentz starting, you do not respect them. With Carson Wentz starting, I, I think they're 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 uh they're has beens. San Francisco 49ers. They're respected. They're respected. I mean, um. You know, I, I think they had a tough year this year. Uh, I respect any team that can put up a COVID to the to, uh, to the degree that they did and still uh, be competitive. Um, it's a shame. I really did think that they would have a chance to maybe run it back. I love the fact that they had such a solid defense and they were also able to run the ball, which made it very easy for um, Garoppolo. But this year, uh, you know, between rocks and hard places, they lost their way a little bit. Uh, COVID definitely hit them more than anybody else so as a result I do respect them and I actually I sympathize with them it must be difficult to um, have the ability to repeat but you know um, outside sources that you couldn't have seen uh, in the beginning uh, get in the way and deter you from your goal of going back to the Super Bowl or even being in contention so I do feel bad for them however I still do respect them nonetheless Seattle Seahawks they're respected. That defense is absolutely not respected. Um, I think they should go to jail for perjury. I think that defense is that bad. They should go to jail for perjury. And uh, uh, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson has been playing very well. Um, I really I, DK Metcalf. Now tell the people what I've been saying about DK Metcalf from the beginning, please. And Silas's opinion, everybody. DK Metcalf's rightful place should be in a house in Orchard Park. Playing for the Bills on Sundays. And the, and every- I said a long time ago that DK Metcalf was going to be a steal in the draft. I foresaw it. This man is six foot three, who runs a four 
340, and he's 235 pounds. How he fell to almost the third round is beyond me. This man fell one pick away from the third round. And I can make an argument, he's been the best player in that draft. It is absolutely a shame. It is absolutely shameful. Um, I believe we got who? Devin Singletary instead? Or, or maybe, no, no, it was, it was still the second round. We ended, Who did we get in the second? Oh, we ended up getting Tory ACL Cody Ford <laughs> instead of instead of DK Evan Metcalf. Very disappointed. I do not respect the Bills, <laughs> Brandon Bean, for making that for making that lapse in judgment. But I, but the Seahawks are definitely respected. Tampa Bay. They're respected. They're they're respected. Um, I really do like uh, what they built around Tom Brady. Um, I expected more out of Leonard Fournette. Um, that's one where I was wrong. I thought that the Bills should go and pick up Leonard Fournette. I was wrong. I was also wrong that we should go pick up Le'Veon Bell. Neither one of those two are, um, you know, what I thought they were. I thought that they were going to be a little bit better just because they. I thought they were in bad systems. Um, I thought it was ridiculous that, excuse me, the Jets gave that much money uh, to Le'Veon Bell. I think that just proved how incompetent they were as uh, an organization. I... I thought Leonard Fournette was in a bad situation as well with the Jags. Uh, but then, you know, they got another chance. Le'Veon Bell's with the Chiefs. He's coming off the bench. Leonard Fournette is with a title contender in the Bucks, and he's coming off the bench. Uh, so the writing's on the wall. I was wrong about them. However, um, I really do like Antonio Brown, the addition of Antonio Brown, Godwin, um, who, who else is over there? Mike Evans and, and Ross Brown. playing a little bit better. I thought we should trade. I thought we. I thought the Bills should have traded for OJ Howard. Uh, he is a very solid tight end uh, that doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Um, but all in all, oh my God! Don't give me. Uh, don't even get me started with the defense. Their defense is amazing. Yeah, uh, they are definitely respected. Washington football team. They are not respected. Move on. Is Dwayne Haskins respected? Dwayne Haskins is not respected. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins is so selfish. Uh, don't get me started, Daryl. What, what, that, that's a whole other segment. But, but please explain, please. Because <laughs> he went that's to the Dwayne Haskins is a whole other. Can I just be real with you? Yeah. Daryl. Be real, it is So it is. My granny used to tell me, "Boy, it's disrespectful to to fail on the people that believe in you." This man has underperformed in every way possible. This man, this boy, this child, has underperformed in every single way. First of all, he can barely get off the bench. How do we draft you and we can't even get you off the bench? And then you're behind Alex Smith, who almost had his leg amputated. And you still can't get off the bench. You have him as your mentor. You finally get off the bench. You finally get off the bench, and it's funny that you're still the captain of the team. You lose a game, and they only lost because of you, because you're that bad. And what do you do? All you need is one more game to get into the playoffs, when you don't even have a record that should even be in the playoffs. You're going to get a home field playoff game, and all you got to do is win one more game, and you lose, and you lost. they lost because of you, because you're that incompetent of a quarterback. And what do you do? You don't go back to your room and like, mm, I need to study the playbook. You don't go back to your room and, 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 and call your coaches and say, hey, what could I have done better? You don't look, and you, don't, you don't go to your room and look at the film and think of things I could do better. What do you decide to do? You decide to get the hundreds in your pocket, <laughs> blow up some steam at the strip club. You get some dance with some girl named Michelle. 
I don't know if that was her name, but I'm assuming, you know, that's something, you know. Whatever. So, so, so Dwayne, so, so, so Dwayne couldn't play for you. Dwayne could never play for me. Dwayne, <laughs> he can't even play in Washington. Nobody in Washington. Silas is like he couldn't even. Minus that defensive line. Silas is like Silas is like he couldn't even be my backup. <laughs> he could, a person like Dwayne Haskins is not accountable. You know what? You know what? Dwayne Haskins couldn't even couldn't even wipe my shoes. Oh, that's the. Ooh. Okay, so no, I'm serious because because Daryl because Daryl if I'm going on stage and I have messy shoes, what am I going to do with that? I need a person who's going to be accountable. I need a person who's going to be there on time. This man's going to come back with a beer. <laughs> See, I forgot about his boss. Okay, that's the type of guy he is. I don't. I can't stand selfish people, Daryl, and that is as selfish as you can be. Baltimore Ravens. They're respected. They are definitely respected. They have taken a step back. I don't care what anybody says. But in spite of that, they are still uh, a very solid football team. In my opinion, they are, in fact, respected. Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are very respected. Uh, Josh Allen's playing very well. Uh, I, th- I, I said this in the beginning of the year, and I think you disagree with me. I don't know if you would agree now. I think we have easily a top-five receiving core in the league. Um, our defense is coming around. I have been disappointed with our defense this year. I will not lie. I have been very disappointed. I think our secondary is. Gr- I think our secondary is great. I have been very disappointed that we have spent that much cachet in our defensive line, and we are in, uh, in week seventeen. We still are um, unable to stop the run. Very disappointed in that. Nevertheless, the Buffalo Bills are a threat. I am as I respect them about as much as I respect teams like. New Orleans, the Packers, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, Bengals. Not respected. <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Respected, respected. They built it from the ground up. Regardless of if they make the playoffs this year, uh, they have um, they have a lot of. Uh, they kind of remind me of the Bills. They have a window uh, that they'll be able to be successful in. Um, I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I know they will definitely be in the talks uh, for years to come. Uh, so they are respected. Denver Broncos. They are not respected. <laughs> I don't even think the Denver Broncos respect themselves right now. Uh, I don't even know if they know where they are as a football team. It's hard to respect somebody if they don't even know where they are. I mean, they started a wide receiver for an NFL football game. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know about that. Houston Texans. organization I don't respect anybody that would trade DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick um, I I think that's ridiculous uh, nevertheless because um, of baby mamas <laughs> that was the reason why they said that they didn't like his baby mamas coming around <laughs> that, that was his reason that was Bill Bryant's reason I don't know what to say man that's appalling but I, I will say this I will say this <laughs> I, I do I um I do respect Deshaun Watson. And J.J. Watt. Yeah, I respect J.J. Watt. That's about it. Indianapolis Colts. I don't know a lot about the Indianapolis Colts, to be honest, but I mean, their record kind of makes me respect them, so I do respect them. The Jaguars. They're not respected. Move on. Kansas City. Highly favored and highly respected. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a very solid quarterback. Um... I think they are running the ball very well. Um, I am interested to see, is Le'Veon Bell going to step up? Uh, uh, O'Hare or O'Lair or whatever his name is, uh, the running back there. 
Um, the rookie, he, I believe, came down with what a torn ACL, right? He's out for the season, I believe. Yeah. Um. So look, here's the deal. Le'Veon Bell is going to have a chance to right the ship. He can create a better narrative for himself uh, playing with, you know, you know, alongside Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're going to see um, their defense is, I would say, improved uh, compared to what it has been in the past uh, two or three years. And they still have the best offense in the league, so they are still highly respected. Raiders. John Gruden's not respected. I don't respect any man that pays that gets paid a hundred million dollars to not do their job. <laughs> but so I you, thought his job was to go to the playoffs can, at least. I can, mean, can you respect the man? Hundred million dollars. Can, can you respect the man though who got them to pay him a hundred dollars for not doing his job? No, not at all. <laughs> I told you I don't respect them as an organization. <laughs> well, I should have said that rather. I, I don't respect them as an organization whatsoever. Chargers. Uh, they're. Uh, their head coach does um, does work and starts up independent schools in Africa for black children. I think you know how I feel about that. So I would say under that regard, I won't say anything negative about the Chargers. I will say that as a football team, they need to get better. Um, but I definitely respect the work that um, that head coach is doing over there. Miami Dolphins. They are respected. Kills me to say that. <laughs> Brian Flores is building something. I know, I know, Daryl. I haven't been high on the Dolphins all year, and even though I hope the Bills face them first uh, next, uh, in the wild card uh, weekend, so we can bounce them out of the playoffs, I do respect them because they are in fact a playoff team, and they were playing in a pretty tough division this year. They are in fact respected. Patriots. Not respected ever, ever again. New York Jets. <laughs> They're not respected. Pittsburgh Steelers. Not respected. Tennessee Titans. Garbage team. Huh? <laughs> Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. They are respected. And that's all we have for all the teams. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and kind of next up the break on Barbershop Sports. So we're going to cap off the show with getting into a little NBA because I did want to talk about that with Silas. LeBron and the Lakers. we got to get Silas' opinion on that because we always have to when Silas comes on the show. Kind of next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, and we are finishing off with my guy Silas Garrison. We're going to dive into some NBA. Los Angeles Lakers. I think they're two and one on the season, right? Two and one. If I'm they are, they are two and one. Two and one. No, they're they're two and two because they just lost yeah, to Portland. Two and two. Two and two. Okay, two and two. Where do you, where are we at, Silas? Because I know what you're probably going to say. You're probably going to say you're not worried at all. But but how do you feel? Like LeBron James has not been typical LeBron yet. I think for the season he's at 22. A game, and then not where LeBron's normally at. 
what, what, what's your feeling? Even AD, you know, they're, they're just getting in a rhythm, right? Like, so, Lakers, still your favorite by far to repeat? Uh, yes, they're definitely going to repeat. Um, I think it's really simple. They're in cruising tour right now. Um, they have uh, the quickest turnaround, probably almost in sports history, uh, especially major sports. I'm not worried about the Lakers at all. And, and, and even if they don't have the, the number one seed, I mean, you, you know, here's the thing. I hear this talk and this argument about, like, what about if they're not going to have as good as a record last year? You think LeBron gives a, a damn about some record. Last year, he worked his tail off to get the one seed. And then he got the one seed, and then nothing came from it because he was in the bubble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, finally, when he gets the one seed, when it actually can make a difference. You know, unfortunately, it, it, it didn't come to fruition. So I don't think he's worried about the one seed this year, the two seed, the three seed. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers came in as the four seed. I would still pick them to go uh, and repeat. I'm not worried about the record at all. And LeBron has proven his ability to excel past the record, um, uh, you know, or you know, exceed in spite of his record. LeBron has made it to the playoffs as the four seed. He's made it as the two seed. Once one year, I think he made it almost as like the six. What, what was he that that year in two thousand and six? No, they were a two seed. I think actually because they, they were they, a two seed. Yeah, the East was right, bad. So, the East was just uh, bad. He made no, it as no, a four no, no, seed. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, when was he the four seed? That was an oh, that was an eighteen. That was the, the that was the twenty eighteen, the, the year Kyrie left. So I'm yeah. not worried about I'm not worried about LeBron. Is LeBron still the best player in the NBA? Uh, yeah, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he's still the best. It's I mean, I he's coming right off of a championship, um, so it wouldn't be fair for me to uh, say he's not the best player in the league. Um, I haven't really seen anybody who's playing that much better though right now. Um, I know that the Bucks just beat Miami like one forty four to ninety seven, uh, but even in that game, uh, Giannis didn't play particularly well. Uh, I think KD. I, here's what I will say: KD is playing better than LeBron James is right now. Um, KD is in fact playing better than LeBron James. KD's right back. Now. He's minus. KD's team. back, man. KD's back. KD is definitely back. Kevin Durant is back. Um, Kyrie Irving's playing very well right now. I like the Nets. If you had to ask me, is there a team playing better than the Lakers? There's multiple teams. I just have a hard time believing that LeBron James isn't going to put his foot on the gas. And I and like I said, I think he's going to stop being what we knew him to be and what we know him to be right now at age 39 or age 38. He's only 35 going on 36. He'll be fine for a couple more years. Can, can the Brooklyn Nets, because the Brooklyn Nets, you know, I know Dinwiddie had the torn ACL, prayers out to Dinwiddie, hope he gets better. But the Nets are, are, are looking really good. The Nets are real. The Nets are real. Can the, can the Nets, I, I've told you this. I think the Nets can give LA a run. Are, are, are you ready to go there with me? That you think the Nets, best case scenario? Yeah, they, they will take them. The, the, Net, the Brooklyn Nets can take the Lakers to a six-game series. I think the Bucks stops at six. I don't think we let it go seven. You don't think so? It only th- I don't. I really don't. I don't. I think, uh, I think the Lakers have championship pedigree. Um, I think LeBron, um, I think he's just, I think when it hits the playoffs, he just plays on another level. Uh, I don't see anybody on that defense that can stop LeBron or Anthony Davis. Um, here's another thing. The Nets aren't a good, and see, this is why, you know, what, they what makes fights. What matchups. makes fights? Skill. Huh? Matchups. I was going to say matchups. Matchups make fights. Brooklyn doesn't match up good with, with, with the Lakers. <laughs> you 
or D.I. Jordan isn't even going to be able to play. He, I mean, he's not even going to be able, I mean, who is he going to play on? You know, uh, so no, I, I don't believe uh, they're going to be able to withstand LeBron James. Uh, I, I think Sh- I think Schroeder is coming along really well. I love Anthony Davis. Um, I think Anthony Davis is playing better than LeBron James is right now, too. Um, you know, I, I like Montrez Harrell, but I don't think Montrez Harrell is even going to be playable in that series either if we want to get rid of DeAndre Jordan. Um, you know, so, and actually I would say that, who do you think is a better defender, DeAndre Jordan or Montrez Harrell? DeAndre Jordan. All right, who do you think is a better offense player? Montrez Harrell. <laughs> do you think they cancel out each other? You know what I mean? So I don't think that matters, right? Um, so I think, look, you know what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving. I don't think Kevin Durant is um, going to outperform LeBron James in the playoffs, especially when the teams are even. So now I want to go to this. Let's go to this, the Clippers. Yeah. They lost by 51 points to the Mavericks. Kawhi didn't play. Kawhi also did not play tonight's game, I believe, against the Timberwolves. Uh, Kawhi busted his mouth open. You saw that? That was nasty. <laughs> it was. 51 points. Are the Clippers frauds again? 51 points uh, to Dallas. 51. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Silas, that's bad. 51 yeah. points is bad in an NBA game. It's bad. It's bad. It's not good. I don't, think, I don't know, man. I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are right now. I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm going to give them the conference finals. I think I'm going to give them the conference finals, and I think that they lose to the Lakers in five. So you're not even going to give them six? I'm not giving them six. So you think the Lakers are just going to walk? I think they're going to stomp them. Can any team take the Lakers seven? Who's a team that can take the Lakers seven? There's not one basketball team in the league that can stop the Lakers in, in the West. Who, if they were able to make a trade or a move, could take the Lakers seven? Um, I don't know if there is a move. I mean, Clay Thompson's hurt, so the Warriors are irrelevant. So this Clay year. Thompson was with the Warriors the right Rockets now. Rockets are irrelevant this year. If, if, the Suns aren't there, huh? If Clay Thompson was with the Warriors right now and he was healthy, could the Warriors take the Lakers seven? They could. They could. They could give him a legitimate run. They would be. They would be my favorite. Over the over the Clippers to face them to face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Clay makes that much of a difference for you. Clay makes that much of a difference. I tried to tell you I would take Clay Thompson over Kawhi Leonard. You thought I was crazy. <laughs> I, I still think you're crazy for saying that. You still think I'm crazy. <laughs> I still think you're crazy. Like you still think I'm crazy. <laughs> and I got love for Clay. This is a pro Clay Thompson podcast. <laughs> I just like this Kawhi. Is a pro, no, we are pro Clay Thompson. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you look at what Clay does, Clay can guard number one. Uh, he can guard one through three. He typically does. He guards the best player on a night to night basis. He does the exact same thing Kawhi does. Kawhi, we need 25 at least, and we need to guard the best player. Clay Thompson does the exact same thing. And he is a lot more efficient than, than Kawhi Leonard is. And that's saying something because Kawhi Leonard's pretty efficient from from the from uh, the field goal percentage. So how about if I were done as I'm thinking? I've mentioned this before. I mentioned this to you before. Let's say the Nuggets make a move. They get Bradley Beal. So yeah, Bradley Beal. Joker. Bradley Beal is not enough to get them over the hump. Could they take him seven though? Just seven. If you add Bradley Beal into that mix. What, what has Brad? Can I ask you a question? What has Bradley Beal ever done? 
not foresee that happening, Daryl. No. I'm sorry. If I were to say how about this, as I'm thinking. Let's say Harden ended up with the Rock with the Bucks. James Harden in Milwaukee. Uh, no, because they would have to trade and mortgage their entire team to get him. And, and plus, and I don't think Giannis and James Harden is enough to beat KD and, and Kyrie. If Philadelphia ever figures it out. Philadelphia, best case scenario for Philadelphia. If Philadelphia ever figured it out, completely just figured it out. The best case scenario is that they... If they ever just... If it, if it all clicked and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid realized their potential. They go to the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> Silas, aw. They go to the second round Then you don't think that much of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid's the potential? <laughs> they go to the second round. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, if they... I, I phrased the question, if they ever maximize their potential, like, okay, second round. I'll give them a solid second round. I guess they don't have that much potential then. Sweet, listen, you know what potential means, right? It just means you haven't done anything yet. That's all potential means. Potential means that there is still more to prove. They have not proven that they are ready to take that next leap. I'm sorry. They have never, they, they, are, they, are, they, they haven't been in the semifinals yet. Okay, Ben Simmons won't even take a three. I mean, my goodness, Joel Embiid. I, I'm sorry, there's gonna come a time where Joel Embiid won't even be able to play in this league anymore. Like, I do not think that fit works. Anybody saying that Joel Embiid's one of the best big man in basketball? I understand why he's one of the best. He is nowhere near the best. If you're counting Anthony Davis as a big man, I'm taking him. If you're counting Giannis, I'm taking him. He's not better than Joker, in my opinion. He's not better than Joker. Uh, he's better than gross. he's better than Gobert. He is better than Gobert. He is better than Gobert. But he's not. But yeah, I mean, Joel's just a top ten player. Like here's the thing. He's 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 the biggest fish in a very small pond, right? There's not a lot of big centers and power forwards in the league right now. We're, and that's a lot of the reasons why you, why he finds himself out of place, right? Because they, they they try and switch on Joel. And they're like, yeah, he can move his feet for a big man. Yeah, he's still a big man, though. <laughs> he still does not move his feet that well. So as a result, I'm not really that sold on them, to be honest with you. I'm really not sold on so them. So there's no way a team could take the Lakers to seven. No it is reprehensible for you to say that the Sixers could take the Lakers seven. I said that they maximize their potential. But what? It, okay, but what is their potential? What's their height? What's their ceiling? Okay, here's the ceiling for Joel Embiid. You become an All NBA player. Tyree, Kevin Durant, they're already there. Joel Embiid, what what is your potential? You're not going to be an MVP. Your your potential is you're the Defensive Player of the Year. Is that enough to beat Kyrie, Kevin Durant? Is that? A, is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Giannis is already an MVP, and he's playing with less. And I'm more impressed with Giannis than I am with the 76ers. No, I'm sorry, I do not see it. So the Lakers, they re-signed, uh, gave Kyle Kuzma an extension. You like love or hate that for the LA? Mm, Kyle Kuzma and me have a have a. Have a have a weird relationship. It's a love hate relationship. He is the most inconsistent, high potential player I've ever seen. He has all this potential in the world, and there's some nights where I look at Kyle Kuzma and I say that he can be the number three on this team. He could potentially be an all star. And then I look 
at this player, and I'm saying he could be in the G League. I don't know. I don't know where I stand with him. I do think we need to sign him to at least see what he is because he's one of those players that come around every so often where it takes multiple, multiple, multiple years for you to figure out who he actually is. Now, here's what I will say. Kyle Kuzma did four years in college, right? He did four years. Like most of us. <laughs> well, not oh, Silas. <laughs> oh, I graduated. But, but I'm saying um, <laughs> most, most, uh, most players uh, in the NBA, they come out around, like, if they're going to the NBA, they come out at, like, 22, 23, maybe 21. Kyle Kuzma is, what, 26, 27 right now? Uh, I mean, I think we kind of see who he is, you know? I, I, I'm afraid that this just inconsistency is really who he is as a basketball player. I think and inconsistency, especially in a, in a sport like basketball where you need to be efficient, that's bad news bears. There's been times where he's won us games because of his shooting. And he stayed consistent with it. And there's been times where he, sh- where he has shot us out of the game. And this is the biggest problem with this. Kyle Kuzma, I don't know if he knows his fit on this team. I believe if you want Kyle Kuzma to be the best Kyle Kuzma he can be, he needs to start. Um, if you told me that Kyle Kuzma was going to play for this basketball team, you need to make him a starter. He needs to be a starter. I think he just plays better and starts. Look at his games. Look at the games that he started. He's played so much better. And honestly, I'll go back to this. I don't know if I like the Kyle Kuzma. I think I like the Kyle Kuzma pickup and extension better than I like us re-signing Caldwell Pope. This man is our starting shooting guard for the championship Los Angeles Lakers, and he's averaging seven points a game. I, I just don't know what to do with that. You know, I'm beside myself. I don't know how you get $90 million and get get that much money. It's called robbing the bank. He literally robbed the bank. Dale, you're absolutely right. That analogy is perfect. He robbed the bank. And he's not giving the money. Hey, I'm not going to hate on the brother for getting the bag. (laughs) I don't want him on my Los Angeles Lakers, is what I'm saying. Size is like, he can get the bag in Detroit. (laughs) Thank you. You can get the bag with an incompetent team because you're an incompetent player. LeBron likes him. He's a clutch guy. I don't give a damn what LeBron likes. Holy shit! That's a LeBron. If me and LeBron would have talked, I would have. I would have said that he was smoking too much of that of that of that, of that good jank. I, I would have been saying he was smoke. He was he was drinking that hand dog. If he would have told me, I want to bring back Avery Bradley. Or I want to bring back Caldwell Pope. I'm bringing back Avery Bradley. Caldwell Pope would start on most teams in this league. But he starts. I, mean, I think Kyle Kuzma is a better player than Caldwell Pope, if you ask me. How did you like Caldwell Pope in the Portland series last year? Oh my goodness! Cold, Caldwell Pope couldn't throw it in the ocean. He was better in the finals, though. Don't hate on him. He was he, better. Than... Oh, he was better in the finals. Sure. Yeah, he was better in the finals. But that's what I'm saying. A player can rise to the occasion. I mean, it's for a championship, son. I'm talking about what do you do? What, who are you as a person, right? Who are you as a player consistently? Consistently, Caldwell Pope is not that player. Consistently, Caldwell Pope in this league is maybe, maybe a runner for six man of the year. Maybe. That's Silas's opinion on them. what's going on with the Lakers. Silas, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. All right, thank you for having me, Gil. Love you, man.
once again, I want to thank Silas Garrison for coming on the podcast. Always appreciate when Silas comes on. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 242nd episode of Barbara Shop Sports Talk.